The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Led by Murray and Jokic. Murray went for 36, Jokic for 29 as Donovan Mitchell, his first bucket of the game. And Denver's been great all year defensively with second chance points as Mitchell hits another three. Pass it back to the big fella. The high-low pass, and these two bigs should be awesome tonight. Inside, Gobert! They're doing the dirty work inside, and it's paying off. Mitchell for three. Got it. The 15 assist shows you there hasn't been a lot of hero ball on that side. Mitchell knocks it down. Right about that spot that Donovan Mitchell just cashes one in. Here's Mitchell taking on Jokic. Quick release on the lay-in. Tie game. Utah can take the lead here. Approaching the seven-minute mark of the third. Mitchell rises up and drops it. Conley, step back three over Millsap. Oh, pure as it gets. Conley has found that three-point stroke in the playoffs. So it's been a tightly contested game thus far. Top for Gobert! Donovan Mitchell sending it way up in the sky. The offensive rebounds and the second chance points. Oh. Gobert! Strong two-handed jam! Here's Mitchell now. Pull up from the free throw line. He's got it. Too Smooth easy. Smooth as silk. Too easy. Murray's 45 points. The most by a Nugget player in a playoff game. Mitchell all the way and gets it to go. We'll get it organized. Shot clock down to four. Mitchell has Millsap on him. He'll pull a three and he hits a three! First time opposing players have gone for 45-plus in a playoff game. The history of the NBA, it hasn't happened. Mitchell and Murray. Mitchell's got 50. 6.8 seconds left. And Mitchell makes it a five-point game. 50-point game, first time in history. Opponents score 50 apiece, but this one belongs to the Utah Jazz. Hell of a night for Utah Jazz basketball. They get the win, 129-127. Welcome to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. 106 on FM, 1390 AM, and 106 on thefan.com. Got a lot to get to. What a great weekend it was of basketball, but especially for us Jazz fans. As again, the Jazz take now a 3-1 series lead, 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time start tomorrow for Game 4, or excuse me, Game 5, as the Jazz tried to uh, seal the Ziploc bag on this one, close it shut, and get ready for the Mavericks and Clippers who are beating the crap out of each other right now. That one's for sure going six. Expect it to go seven if uh, if you're a betting man. But uh, Eric, heck of a night last night. If you want to participate in the show, by the way, 435-339-0321 to text in. 435-752-1069. Would love to hear your thoughts on the Utah Jazz as they get a big win over the Nuggets. Uh, game five again is tomorrow. Uh, we'll recap high school football uh, as well. Great weekend. Another great weekend for Region 11 teams. Uh, for the most part, who uh, competed well and be some good squads. So we'll get through that. We'll get some NBA news to get through. Breaking news in 76ers land. You shouldn't be surprised by what it's going to be. Uh, we've got a ton of uh, games going on, uh, I guess, today, throughout Saturday, Sunday, and then games going on tomorrow. We'll get you through everything and all you need to know here on the Full Court Press. Eric, give me your initial thoughts, 129-127, Jazz over the Nuggets last night. That was incredible. Uh, initially, I was concerned with the way that the Nuggets came out with a little oh, bit more energy. activity, more energy. Murray was hitting shots, and I thought, oh boy, these these guys, they know there's some desperation and some urgency here. Can the Jazz match this? Can they hang with them? And uh, we 
my oldest kids, they turned 16 on Sunday. So we had oh, a lot of cool. family over. Happy birthday to them. It was, you know, we had a lot going on and we're trying to clean up and put things away. And I, I tried to check in on the game like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this thing is still, uh, this is still close. Uh, and then I'd go put some things away, say goodbyes and go back. And well, Denver's giving in the jazz everything they have, but Utah's right there with them still. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as everybody starts to leave and I could watch the second half pretty much unfiltered, it just what kept coming up in my mind is that while this Denver team is doing some things a little more urgency offensively, they are not a good defensive team, period. And we've known this for a little while, but as much energy and they tried to have a little bit more uh, activity offensively, they just couldn't stop Donovan Mitchell. They couldn't do anything to stop anybody else. Rudy... Uh, if he would have made a few free throws here and there, I mean, the guys could have been averaging 20 points a game, and he's getting what he wants in the paint. Uh, the, this Jazz team, much like they did in years past, where they would go uh, Carmelo Anthony hunting against the uh, goal, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, they're doing uh, you know Porter Michael Porter Jr. hunting uh, defensively, uh, and uh, it, it, wherever he is on the floor. The Jazz will go right at him. And effectively, they have eliminated him from this contest. (laughs) When he was the darling of the bubble, the Jazz effectively have totally eliminated him and his effectiveness for the Nuggets. You know you're a bad defensive player when you've got George Ying trying to set you up on a one-on-one matchup. You know you're bad. And you know you're a liability. And that's exactly you're right. They they looked at MP Jr. and they said, you know what? Let's go after that guy all day. Now, on the other side, do you feel like they said that they did the same thing with Joe Ingles? I feel like Joe just looked a little off. He looked a little slow. He just it was, The game was just too quick for him. Well, so Joe, here's the thing with Joe Ingles. He's not scoring a lot in this series. But I don't think it's, it's fair to say that he's been ineffective. Um, yeah, there's a few times where he can't keep up with some of the swiftness athleticism by some guys in the league. It's That's clear. But he's crafty, and he does a lot of other things well that don't show up on a stat sheet. So um, while, yeah, it would have been nice to see Joe get maybe 10, 12 points, that would have helped, uh, didn't turn out to be a factor. I was worried early on that as much as Donovan was doing scoring, that at some point would he slow down, the Jazz were going to need somebody else to step in and do some things. Jordan Clarkson, Mike Connolly, they stepped up and they did that. Phenomenal. They gave him a, a breather, and then he was able to come in and dominate again when he was when he was needed to. Let's go through some individual numbers really quickly. I want to get your thoughts on these, and then we'll go through the team numbers as well. Again, your final score, Utah Jazz 129-127 winners last night in Game 4 of the Western Conference first round. So Utah now has a 3-1 series lead. Tomorrow's game is at 4.30, so we'll have 20... 20 minutes, give or take, of the full-court press, and then turn it over to David Locke and Ron Boone as they will have the action for you from Vivint Smart Home Arena. At least that's where they're calling it from at the ESPN Worldwide Complex is where the game will be held at in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Paul Millsap was actually really good last night. 16 points, 6 of 13 from the field. He was 2 of 6 from deep. He had 4 assists, 7 boards. I thought, Eric, Paul Millsap for the most part, was really good until he started talking to Donovan, and that's when things went downhill. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, Millsap, you, I, I thought there's been a lot of criticism in Denver about Paul oh, Millsap, Millsap and yeah. his role with this yeah. team. And uh, he came out as a, as a veteran of this team, one of the few veterans that they have, and 
Uh, I, I thought that helped set the tone for them early. And Paul Millsap was was a problem, a matchup problem for the Jazz. But um, yeah, when he started the stare down to Donovan, Just not, and Donovan was like, you know "Okay, don't do that. You I'm going to stick a three right in your eye." You know, so. I was nuts that he did that. He I want to get better. to that play just a little bit. Jeremy Grant was great in the first half, bad in the second half. He finishes with 12 points in 36 minutes, 4 of 8 from the field, 2 of 4 from deep, and a perfect 2-2 at the charity stripe. He also had 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, and I thought it was interesting that they switched up their lineup, yeah. putting Grant and Morris in the starting lineup. Is that just to go small ball? Or is that, I mean, what are they actually trying to accomplish? I know, I know Grant's a decent player. Well, Porter Jr. was a starter before, and yeah. I think here's just another guy with some length. Yeah. yeah, and let's put him on Donovan, try to make it harder for him to get around him. <laughs> I, initially, I thought this is going to be an interesting move to see how this works, but uh, it, it kind of fades with Jeremy Grant. And then, uh, let's see, Marquis, was it Marquis Morris, I believe? Monty Morris. Monty Morris, excuse me. Yeah. In 36 minutes, he was... 3-10 from the field, 0-4 from deep. He had three assists, two rebounds, and only seven points. Not really what you want from a starter. Uh, Jokic, I thought, was wonderful last night for the most part. 29 points, Eric. 12-24 from the field. He was 3-10 from deep. He had seven boards and six assists. That's just it. I mean, his... I was baffled when the play-by-play guys on the TV broadcast were going nuts when he had... Uh, three oh, dunks dunk. in the game. Oh, dude, they were having an aneurysm, it seemed like. It's like yeah, it, it's been like forever since he's had three dunks it's in like a game. It's like when Ben Simmons hits a three. Yeah. I mean, it really was. They just made such a big deal out of it. I was like, really? Has it been that? Does this guy not dunk? dunk? But then, you, but then we that saw size? a lot of that because he was from the perimeter. Now, that may be because uh, Rudy Gobert is guarding him. I mean, Rudy Gobert on the perimeter is a huge liability. But at the same time, when... Mike Malone, was it Mike Malone, Mark Malone, whatever his name is, when Michael Coach Malone. Malone goes to the podium and says, I'd like to see Jokic get more free throws, well, I'm sure you should go to Jokic and say you should go to the uh, inside paint a little bit more and try to draw contact. Don't complain about not getting free throws when you're not going to the paint. Okay, let's talk about this free throw disparity. Please, by all means. Um, by for- the way, last night was uh, 36 free throws to 13 for the Utah Jazz. Jazz were 31 for 36, 86%. Very solid. Denver was 12 of 13. Donovan Mitchell alone was 17 for 18. <laughs> and after the game, Mal- Mike Malone is is complaining about the free throw disparity. Look, it, it's been like this for much of this series. And look at the style of play. Donovan Mitchell is slashing to the basket. He is forcing the issue. He is forcing Denver to make a tough decision. And, some, and they foul him. Let him through, or let him dish to somebody else. Well, here's the thing: is not you're right. You bring up a really solid point because he's been doing all series. It's not like in Game Four he said, "Hey, I should go to the hole more." It's because he's putting it on the refs, and because he's been consistently, consistently, excuse me, going to the hole and putting it on the refs. The refs are going to give him that call every single time, and he rarely flops. Rarely, rarely flops. Yeah, that's not his style. That's not his style. So, you know what? If if they want to complain about the free throws, I thought it was a well-officiated game. Yeah, maybe yeah. there was a missed call here or Jamal there. Jamal Murray didn't get the call, and he probably got hacked on the arm by Gobert. But again, Gobert was straight up until they were going down. Yeah, but, so I don't know what you're asking for. You know, and Murray, there was a couple times where he drove to the basket and tried to create and, and force an issue. But it's, that's not Denver's style. No. 
they would rather move things around, stretch you out, and then shoot from the outside. Uh, speaking of Murray, or have you running around and then they get a, a quick, uh, easy lane to the hoop? They're they're not. That's just not their style to go and attack the rim. Where the, we saw the Jazz that. can do that. Yeah, and we saw a lot of those contrary styles between the two teams, where the Jazz would just continually one after the next possession go at the rim, and then the Nuggets would one after possession get a screen on a curl, and then it's a perimeter jumper or it's a long three. Uh, Jamal Murray was absolutely fantastic last night. 43 minutes, he was 18-31 from the field, 9-15 from deep, 5-5 five five at the line. He had 11 boards, 7 assists, and he had 50 points. He had a 50-burger, Eric, and the Jazz still find a way to beat this team. I want to get to that in just a little bit. Uh, bench, there was really no, I guess, uh, no storyline, 2 points, 9 points, uh, from Porter Jr., two from Craig, and none from Daniels, and that was it. Well, this Craig, who who has been a problem for Donovan Mitchell in the regular season, Donovan has figured something out there. Yeah. And he has not been a problem for Donovan. And I think that's what Denver's been hoping for. Like, hey, this guy's been great on Donovan. We'll be okay. He can, he'll slow Donovan down. We'll take care of things. And then Donovan is like, nah, I got that figured out. You guys got to come up with a different plan because it's not working. Donovan's been toasting everybody, though. I mean, Donovan is just on this rampage. Let's go to the Jazz really quickly. Royce O'Neal, Gobert, Conley, Ingles, Mitchell, your starters. Royce O'Neal, four points, 37 minutes, one to three, one to two, one to two. He had five boards and one assist. Uh, but Royce is, I think you said this on Friday, Eric, and correct me if I'm wrong, you said it. Royce's own thing is it is not offensive. It is all defensive is what they have him on the court for don't worry about scoring, Royce. That's not your job. Your job is to play flat-out defense. And I thought he, for the most part, as troubling as it is to try to guard Jamal Murray when he is filling it, I thought Royce O'Neal, for the most part, was really good about at least contesting the shot. Yeah, I mean, Murray was in the zone. I mean, he, when the <laughs> guys, as we've seen with Donovan, when a guy's got it going, it's just hard to slow him down. Damian Lillard, James Harden, guys like that, when they get rolling, it's just hard to stop them. And... <laughs> I feel bad for Royce. He has that assignment. But in games two and three, Royce was phenomenal yeah. in shutting down uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, we Murray had, what, 36 in game one? He did. And only 12 in game two yep. or 14, and then 12 in game three. So uh, Royce O'Neal maybe got burned a little bit in game four because Jamal put 50 on him, but Still pleased with the, the effort that uh, Royce O'Neal's given out there. Rudy Gobert, 17 points in 39 minutes, 7 of 8 from the field. He was 3-4 at the line. A really good 3-4 at four of the line, actually. 11 boards and uh, no assists, no steals, no blocks. But again, Gobert was feasting at the rim. Like, it was almost that uh, Jokic was the lunchbox. And, uh, and Gobert just continued to just kill Jokic inside the paint. As much damage as Jokic was doing on the perimeter to Gobert, I thought Gobert did a little bit more inside the paint uh, against Jokic. Mike Conley, 26 points, 32 minutes. Really efficient once again. I am eating my crow. Is that what they say? Eat eat crow? What is that? Or eat my own words. Eat crow? Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure. eating crow consistently on Mike Conley right now. 8-13 from the field, 4-8 of eight from deep, 6-6 six of six of the line. He had four assists, two steals. He had some clutch buckets. And I thought defensively, he was great as well. I thought Mike Conley was very aware, very good, very sound defensively, and just incredibly efficient offensively. He does finish with a minus two. I'm not sure if I put that all on him, 
but uh, really, really good. Joe Ingles was scoreless last night. 0-4 from the field, 0-3 from deep. He had four boards, one assist. You already talked a little bit about him. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, nine three one five, just texted in. Did I hear that Donovan is one of only three players to get two fifty point games in a playoff series? My friend, you are correct. In fact, he joins a few no namers: Allen Iverson, Wilt Chamberlain, and Michael Jordan to do so. That's not too shabby, if you ask me. Fifty one points from Donovan Mitchell in thirty eight minutes: fifteen to twenty seven, four seven seven of eighteen at the line. By the way, he also had seven assists and four boards. I don't know how he fit all that in to just 38 minutes of basketball. Donovan Mitchell, just simply incredible. The the skill level that we're seeing by some of these players in these this year's playoff is incredible. I mean, uh, Damian Lillard, what he's done. Donovan, what he's been doing a couple different times here. Jamal Murray, a couple of occasions. Luka Doncic last night uh, and earlier. Uh, and he, I think you could even say, you know, um, put LeBron James in there with some of the Absolutely. things that he's doing. Sure. Absolutely. So it's been a pretty amazing playoffs to see the skill level and what's happening here. But I have to remind myself, Donovan Mitchell is only in his third, third year, year, and he is in some rarefied air. That's it scare the crap out of everybody in the NBA. He's only in his third year. Let's go back to the Paul Millsap play. There's, I mean, there's so many plays that we can go look at. The oop to Gobert, where he was pretty much crawling to his right, throwing it with the right hand. Who, I mean, he had to adjust his body too to get to Gobert, and Gobert's able to throw it down. There was, uh, there was a transition three he had, but the Millsap play, like Donovan Mitchell was getting into that Donovan Mitchell zone, and then all of a sudden he goes to the hole with the right hand, gets his shot blocked, and Paul Millsap blocks the shot. Well, good for you, Paul. Here's the problem. Paul then stares at him for a good three seconds. And Donovan Mitchell doesn't, like, break eye contact from him. He says, and then you can see Donovan mouth, okay, okay. Gets helped up by a couple of guys. Goes to the wing. (laughs) And I love it. If you watch the play, Donovan Mitchell waves off Quinn Snyder's play or whatever. Goes to the left wing. Calls for the ball. Rudy Gobert is going to come set a screen. He tells Rudy Gobert, get out. Go. Those exact words. Get out. Go. Rudy, instead of just going to the block, knows what's coming, just goes to the corner and stands there. (laughs) And then Donovan Mitchell sizes up uh, the waist size of uh, Paul Millsap and silks the three right in his grill. And then has some choice words for everybody who's watching the ball game. Yeah, right there, kind of put Donovan Mitchell in a zone where he said, all right, this game's over. I'm taking it over right now. Everybody needs to quit talking. It's my game. When Donovan Mitchell gets in that zone and in that kind of mind frame, that mental set, you can do absolutely nothing to stop that guy. It's incredible, Eric. I've From a third-year guy, like you point out, I've never seen a third-year guy that confident in playing the game of basketball in the NBA. Well, I mean, he... Uh, I don't remember if we have a, a clip that alludes to this or not, but... One of the things that he said after the game is he kind of feeds off of the negativity from others. He uh, kind of like Michael Jordan in that way. That uh, and sometimes Jordan would manufacture things to help motivate him, but Donovan Mitchell has that in him that you don't believe I can do this. Well, I'm going to go prove you wrong. Uh, you stare me down. Well, I'm going to go stick a three in your eye, and I'm going to win this game. I want this. I want this, is what he was shouting after he made that three. Uh, and so it, it's, it's a pretty special player. Uh, and uh, Jazz got to do what they can to hold on to him. 
I think we're going to be all right. I think we've got the money. We've got the cap space. Just got to continue to build around him to make sure he's got the help that he needs. To I mean, it's not one guy. There's got to be six, seven, eight guys that can help. Can't be just one guy. Um, And I just, again, I thought Donovan Mitchell just took over. He picked the right time. That's the thing about him is a third-year guy, Eric, is picking and choosing when to be aggressive with his shot selection. Well, that's what's the big difference between Donovan Mitchell in year three compared to Donovan Mitchell in years one and two. Uh, last year in the playoffs, he was just kind of out there, maybe sometimes too much, just kept the ball in his hands and tried to force the issue. This year, you can tell he's kind of picking and choosing. He knows the right time to apply the pressure. He knows the right time to step it up. And he's he's getting better about knowing when to defer to his teammates and to find them for good open looks and to help, uh, allow them to contribute and be a part of it as well. Whereas against Houston last year, yeah, it, it wasn't pretty. Here's his uh, here's Donovan Mitchell on his walk off court interview with NBA TNT. I got Donovan Mitchell with me, who BA you know has done some television work with us. So I'm going to ask you to be an analyst here. If I were to tell you that Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, and now Donovan Mitchell are the only three men in NBA history to have multiple 50 point games in the same playoff series, what would you say about that? They won. I haven't done anything yet, uh, to be honest with you. All I did was, all we did was win Game Four. Fifty's um, fifty, but you know we're looking to close the series out, man. I, I mean, I, I'm honored to be in that category. Don't get me wrong, and I'm very humbled and blessed. But you know, we we still got one more game left, Jared, and that's really what's on my mind. We fought hard, and we knew they were going to come out, and that was a big that was a big game for all of us. And that's really where my head is at, and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. After you hit your last three-pointer of the night, right around the same spot that Luka Doncic hit his three earlier in the night, we our cameras caught you saying, I want this, and then something else. How badly do you want this? Man, this is, without, without Boyan, you know, I'm not going to say much right now. We have one more game. Um, but without Boyan, we, we, it just really shows what, what type of team we have, man. And, you know, I think for me, you know, understand I didn't really have a great playoffs last year. And um, for me, just putting the work in, and that's just all summer work, uh, well, quarantine work, whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, man, I had 50. Mike Conley had 26. Rudy had 17 and 11. Uh, Royce played hell of a defense. Jamal had 50, man. Like, we got to give him credit, but we, we fought and worked. And that's really where I'm at, you know. And we got one more game. And I, and I want to win. I know we want to win. I speak for my teammates when I say we want this. You know what I'm saying? Way to censor yourself. Appreciate that. Everybody back in Atlanta appreciates that as well. Uh, looking ahead, last one for you. What, what do you need to do to make sure you close out this series in five? We can't let up. You know, they, we knew they were going to come out with aggression and, and fight, but we can't be complacent. You know, we're gonna, they're going to be even more hungry for next game to get, this, to get the next one, but we got to stay locked in and do what we do. Uh, we showed a hell of an effort, but there's, we gave up 127 points. There's stuff we can fix, and for us to win that game with stuff that we didn't really do too well on, that's impressive, but we're going to go back in and watch the film and, and be ready for game five. The leading scorer in the bubble, Donovan Mitchell, put up yes, another 50 spot. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you a story. I remember after the Bulls blew out the Jazz, I think it was in the 98 Finals by 42 points, which is still, by the way, an NBA playoff record in a margin of a win. They interviewed Michael Jordan. I believe it was a walk-off court interview with Ahmad Rashad, if I'm not mistaken. And Michael was just totally subdued. Like, no excitement, no grin or anything. And Ahmad Rashad asked me, hey, aren't you excited? You know, you, you, you beat this team by 42 points. You're one game away from winning it all. And he said, who cares? 
We still got to go play these guys. We still got to go back to Salt Lake City. I mean, just the understanding of where they're at and that they haven't accomplished anything at that point. Donovan Mitchell has that same mentality as you heard him. It's, we ha- I haven't won anything. And he just kept, you know, the whole pour of, we have to finish this off. We have to finish this series. Dallas and Clippers, which we're going to get to in just a moment, are slugging each other. I mean, just, it's a 15-round knockout fight with those two teams. That it could easily go seven. If the Jazz can finish off the Nuggets tomorrow at 4.30 p.m., then the Jazz are going to have plenty of rest, plenty of chances to work on some things, great chance to scout the Mavericks and the Clippers and use that to their best advantage. And nobody wants that more than two guys, Quinn and Donovan. And that's what excites me about Donovan. Again, Eric, as you say it so many times, he's a third-year guy. It's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Uh, 2776. Texts in, when Mitchell leaves, he will mention the All Lives Matter crowd as a catalyst. <laughs> uh, I have gotten on the soapbox so many times before. I'm not going to do it again today, but can we stop with all the fatalist stuff? Like, it's a foregone conclusion. These guys are going to go. And Donovan made it clear, yes, he was upset and disappointed with some of the reactions to some of his posts on social media. But he also made it clear it's not just happening in Utah. It's happening everywhere. Yeah, last night there was a shooting in Detroit and, and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Milwaukee. Or excuse me, Milwaukee. Just outside of Milwaukee. Me. Yeah, I apologize. Um, there was a shooting last night and, and Donovan Mitchell uh, tweeted out. I want to make sure I got this right and I'm, I'll edit it for Yeah, a you may need to censor it. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, but he wasn't happy about it. And he said, F the games and the playoffs. This is so sick and is a real problem. We demand justice. It's crazy. I don't have any words, but what the fetch, man? This is why we don't feel safe. This is after uh, uh, a man was shot several times in the back by uh, police. Uh, he was walking to his car. He reached into his car or got into his car. We don't know the situation uh, to an extent, but uh, um, that's that's why these players are demanding justice, and that's why they have political statements on the back of their jersey. That's why they're not done sending a message. Um, and so I, I'm with you. Um, the whole, look, when Mitchell leaves, he will mention all, yeah, that's, get that out of here. It's not the place or the time, but whatever. Not for me to say. It's really disappointing. I know you're going to be, uh, this, these things are still happening. Oh. Uh, a guy who, again, still don't know all the details of the case, but the reports are that he was, he was just trying to break up a fight and, uh, he gets, he was shot, shot seven the, freaking times in, in the, the back. back. Like seven times in the back. And the whole, and I need to be really careful here, but the whole, well, you don't know what he was reaching for. You don't know. Look, we're past that now. Like we're. Does, we're, it get, does a guy need seven shots yeah, in the back? Yeah, we're so damn past that, and I'm sick of it. Like I, like I said, I'm I'm terrified of the police departments. I'm, par- I'm terrified of policemen. When I see one walk by me, I'm... <laughs> I don't know what to do. I freak out in my mind because I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm I'm allowed to say that. I'm allowed to say that, and it, it's it enough is enough already. And unfortunately, for- well, it's just I mean, with everything that's been going on the last several months, how that can still happen now? Yeah, how I just we and, can't, and I, and supposedly they taste him. I mean, they they. Yeah, you can't just grab the guy, hold him down, and figure out what's going on. I just it's amazing. But again, uh. 
And I know that the the Bucks, their organization, taking this very seriously. Oh yeah, uh, Boonholzer made a statement. Is that Boonholzer right? did? George Hill released a statement today. Uh, this you're going to hear more about this stuff for those who who say, "Hey, just play basketball." I don't like the whole anthem stuff. I don't like the messages on the court, the messages on the jerseys. Just play basketball. Just put your name on the jersey, and you know, do the thing that you get paid to do. Uh, when this kind of stuff keeps happening, it's. You, it, you'd be ludicrous to expect anything different than what's going on in the NBA. Holy crap, I'm reading Hill's comments right now. Yeah, some of it can't be read on the no. air. Wow. But he's that's... You know, very impassioned. He is. And you yeah. know what? He, that That's not new of him. He was impassioned while he was here at Utah. Um, it It's nothing new of that guy. And it's crazy. Roger Goodell, actually, did you uh, hear about this interview that was done? Um, I didn't hear the NFL. full content of it, other than he said that they he wished they would have taken Colin Kaepernick a little bit but more, more seriously. seriously. That right there tells you everything you need to know. But again, we're we're worried about the, them making political statements. They're they're NBA or NFL or professional athletes. They don't have the podium to do it. Shut up! You don't know what the hell you're talking about. All right. Uh, can we take a break and come back? Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Quinn Snyder. We got all their postgame audio. Uh, you're going to love to hear from Quinn Snyder, too. He was very admiring of Donovan Mitchell, and that's hard for Quinn Snyder to do at times. And we also have the results of our first week for the, the prizes, at least, that are involved with the high school pick'em contest. Who won the $100 gift card to McDonald's? And what was the bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview football game over the weekend? So who's taking me to go get a sausage egg McMuffin with cheese? <laughs> I'm excited to hear Or this. who's going to go get some fresh bread with you? Uh, so those <laughs> things, uh, and then we'll recap what happened on Friday night with high school football and let you know who's playing where this week. Because it is a very different schedule this Friday and Saturday, interestingly enough, for high school football. So we'll update you on all that as well. All right, coming up on the Full Court Press. A new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Duh. Even your weird Uncle Larry does the pre-travel safety check before he heads out on vacation. You should, too. Make sure you go to A1 Automotive first online at a1autoperformance.com, or you can call them at 435-752-9636. And, of course, they have their new location at 1065 West, 600 North in Logan. A big thanks to A1 Automotive for being a part of the Full Court Press and 106.9 The Fan. Hey, grateful to have you joining us wherever and however you're doing so. If you want to be a part of our show, 435-339-0321 to text in, 435-752-1069 to call in. Uh, Utah Jazz, 129-127 winners over the Denver Nuggets. Take the series lead now, 3-1, game 5 tomorrow at 4.30. We'll be on the full court press for about 20 minutes and then hand it over to David Locke and Ron Boone, who will be calling the game from Vivint Small Home Arena and uh, hopefully we'll watch the Jazz wrap up this series and get ready for the Mavericks and Clippers. Eric, you were looking up some free throw disparity numbers. I'm interested how bad this actually looks. Okay, so yeah, Michael Malone after the game last night uh, complaining that... Well, he was not happy with Yeah, he? that the Utah Jazz were benefiting, getting to the line a lot more than his Denver Nuggets. Uh, and it's really, it's just, for me, my observation of the game is because of the style of play. The Jazz are more aggressive. Denver is a more passive team. They like to more finesse and shoot the ball and not mix it up in the post. Um, 
but here here are the numbers. In game one, it was twenty three to eighteen in favor of the Jazz. In game two, it was twenty three to seventeen in favor of Denver. Pretty even so far. Uh, game three, it was twenty six to eleven for Utah, and then game four, thirty six to thirteen for Utah. So the last two games have been pretty significant disparity. So overall, it's one hundred and two free throw attempts for the Jazz to sixty five for Denver. Wow. But most of that disparity coming in the last two games. So, uh, but again, I, I've got to ask: like, is it really the Jazz bringing that much attention to contact by going to the hoop, or are the refs not? <laughs> I, 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 look, I just have this question because you saw what happened in the Lakers Portland game, uh, what two nights ago, and how bad the free throw disparity was, and people were saying that it was the NBA trying to make sure that L.A. got taken care of so they could get to the next round based on ratings. Do you think the NBA wants the Jazz more than they do the Nuggets to get to the next round based on competitiveness? No, I don't buy that garbage. Okay. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Just I, I don't I don't buy that. Fair enough. I just, it, it just, I had to ask. No. Because <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to be one of those teams that are getting handed a favor from... The NBA, I mean, it's about time I wish you would have done it in 1998 when we were playing Michael Jordan and the Bulls, but better late than never. But it just, I mean, these these numbers, Eric, not, it's not just one game. It's like three to four games. Well, who was it that had 50, 52 free throw attempts or some weird thing Oh, in one of these games? Yeah, I can't know who it was. Uh, so there's this a theory that the free throw attempts are up in the bubble because there isn't the crowd noise. You can hear more of the physical contact. You can hear more of the complaining and the, what's going on. <laughs> the complaining on. is the best. <laughs> so there is, there is a theory that the, the free throws are up, free throw attempts are up, uh, and it may be because there's uh, not much of a, f- a fan presence in the game that covers up some of the other stuff that's going on. Uh, let's really quickly just update you on some scores. We're going to get to some audio. Milwaukee. Beats Orlando 121-106. They lead the series 3-1. Indiana-Miami tonight. Miami looking to sweep that series. And L.A. and Portland at 7 o'clock. That's on TNT. Meanwhile, got a dandy over there in Florida right now. Oklahoma City currently leads Houston 115-111 with 15.8 left on the clock. Oklahoma City looking to tie the series at 2. Is that right? Uh, Yes. Yep. That'd be tying it at 2, wouldn't it? Yep, it would. Yeah, Houston leads the series 2-1. to one. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I've got Quinn Snyder, Donovan Mitchell, and Mike Conley audio. Big thanks to Al Lewis for helping us out on this. Uh, And we're going to play all of it for you. After the audio ends, we are going to get to a commercial break. We'll come back. We'll close up the 4 o'clock hour. We'll get you ready for the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, there we'll talk some high school football. We got uh, picks uh, prep them or not prep them. A preps pick them award. Shut up, Eric. Picks prep them and six pick. Just got a deep diaper into it. <laughs> All right, so here is Quinn Snyder, and then you'll hear from Donovan Mitchell, and then Mike Conley, and then we'll go to commercial break, come back, close up the 4 o'clock hour, and get you ready for high school updates uh, in, in the regional level of football. Some good games uh, last week, interesting schedule this week. Point performance from Donovan Mitchell. What's left to be said about this guy? Well, you can say a lot about what he did tonight. Um, he was terrific, and he's a terrific player. I think the, you know, the way that he answered everything that was going on, even early, and.
was able to pick his spots. You know, he hit tough shots, but he's playing with a level of confidence right now that is very high. Okay, next question will be from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, what are some of the improvements that Donovan made to, to his game, um, you know, just during the break, and, and how has he incorporated that coming back within himself and within the team concept as well? Well, he, he was one of the guys that, that really worked during the break. You know, he was doing sprints. Um, he was shooting. Um, I think he felt like that was an opportunity. And obviously, um, that's what we've seen. I think anytime you put work in like that, you know, you're, you feel like you, you're, you're supposed to do that. And you know, that's what breeds the confidence that we're seeing and uh, his ability to think the game, too. I think just the more reps he gets, better his reads are. He's just he's making the right play. He's taking his three. Um, when, when things are back and pick and roll, uh, shooting his pull up, he really attacked the basket. I think that's something that's, you know, for him, it's something he's worked on a lot and thought about a lot. For him to get to the line as much as he did tonight, you know, that makes it even more difficult to defend. All right, next question from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, after the game, we heard on Donovan's walk-off interview him say that, you know, it's just a game. He, you guys haven't won anything yet, and so you can't get high about a performance or about the fact that you're three up 3-1 three, in the series. What is the messaging, or is there messaging? Is that understanding already there in the locker room, or are you telling these guys, like, don't get – we can no. celebrate for a short amount of time? No, I, I think, you know – those are things that if you feel like you need to say them, that, that you say them. I think with this group, you know, you can just tell looking at them, um, there's a determination. And what he's saying is absolutely true. Um, that was a terrific game tonight. Denver came out very strong. They were physical. They attacked, uh, you know, knocked us back. And I was really, I was, you know, proud of, of how we responded. But uh, less is more uh, oftentimes. You know, we have some guys that are, that are that focused and that competitive right now. Um, and they're together as a group. I think they're playing that way. And there's a, a real understanding that, you know, we have to be hungry. Um, and that's, again, Donovan's right. It's uh, The series isn't over. And um, the way Denver played tonight, that game could have gone either way. Um, we were fortunate. We had some guys, you know, namely Donovan, that, that made plays, you know, made more plays than they did at the end. Next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, obviously a lot to like with the way the game, you know, turned out, but there were some moments there, only six assists in the first half, um, only forcing two Denver turnovers. You guys really seemed to kind of adjust as the game went along starting in the third quarter. What did you what did you see that started to go better as the game progressed? Well, you're you're not always gonna have Assist. That's that's not always a barometer of, of how you're playing. Um, they were staying with shooters. We didn't get uh, as many threes, um, and we, we were attacking the basket. I think that's the biggest thing. If those shots aren't there um, to attack the rim, um, you know, I thought the first part of the game we weren't as disciplined with our spacing, um, and that makes it harder. And anytime you know their offensive rebounding like they were tonight, you know, we have to do a better job on the boards. I think our guys know that. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. Um, you know, I think we can do a better job, but that's that's not easy. Um, so 
when you're taking the ball out of the net, it's, it's harder to score. And that's when you just have to be more forceful and more precise. And I thought we did that as the game went on. Okay, and we'll have Ryan Miller from KSL with the last question. Hey, Coach, there was a couple times Mike just seemed to have like a calming influence on the team, like the pull-up three at the end of the half and helping calm Jordan down. How beneficial just has his presence been over the last two games? Well, I don't want him to calm Jordan down too much because, you know, Jordan made some plays during the heart of the game that um, were terrific. I mean, he was a guy that really, when things were hard, he kept us in it. Um, but back to Mike, um, you know, he's doing everything we need. Um, great recognition, you know, the two-for-one situation when he hit that pull-up. Um, you know, he's a, he's a terrific player. And uh, you're seeing that in a lot of different ways with him on the court. You know, he's able to play with the ball. He's able to play off the ball. You know, and that makes he and Donovan, you know, very difficult. That's a terrific backcourt that can, they both can play off each other and, and help each other. Don, after you hit that three, we could see and hear your level of determination. How bad do you want this? Um, well, first off, that particular game in itself was probably the most important game of the series for us. Um, they came out and fought. I got to give them credit to the coaches staff. They made a lot of really good adjustments. Um, that I think the way we responded showed us the, the character, the, how, how, how much we wanted. You know, I think the biggest thing we knew, they were going to come out and punch first and try to stay in it. You know, it's not, it wasn't going to be a 30-point blowout. Um, they have pride, too. And I think for us, just continue to fight, continuing to fight. And um, that shot was just uh, just a symbol of just what, not myself, but just at the team that we wanted. Uh, and we, we worked hard to get to this point, but the job's not finished. Um, as, more, as good as this one feels, uh, we won by two, and we're on to game five. All right, next question will be from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Don, not to take away from anything that you did tonight, but I'm wondering how important is it to have a guy like Jordan who you can just rely on to go in and get a bucket at any point, especially in a playoff game? Um, you know, it's, it's a breath of fresh air, not just for myself, but for the entire team, you know, to have a guy that wants the ball with like four seconds on the clock, um, a guy that can just take, you know, ISO and get a, get a bucket any way he can, officially too. Um, so for him, you know, he's been he's been really a long song here. We talked about myself, Royce, Mike, Rudy, uh, Joe, but JC's been playing. <laughs> JC's been playing his butt off, man. He's been he's I think it was career high the first two games. He's been playing on both ends of the floor, um, and that's the JC we, we we like to see, man. He's he's playing out of his mind, and you know we're great, we're glad to have him. And um, you know, like I said, the job's not done, but he's a guy. He's coming in there day to day, and, and he he's been to the finals, you know. So he understands, you know, what series can kind of. What can happen in the series, and he's locked in. Uh, yes, next question will be from Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, on the other side of the floor, you had to guard Jamal tonight. You had to guard Jeremy. You had to guard Millsap at different stretches. What's that been like, having to kind of play Royce's role for little stretches as they mix everything around? Um, at the end of the day, I got drafted to play defense, uh, believe it or not. Some people don't know that. Um, that was really my, my role in college, so – you know, at the end of the day, I said to myself that I want to make a stride, you know, my third year defensively, you know, and obviously the scoring is what's going to you know, be all over the cameras. But I take pride on that end, you know, just fighting and competing, you know. And, you know, if they hit tough shots, they hit tough shots. It's the NBA. But for me, just being able to do it on both ends, you know, uh, that's really where I pride myself. My teammates trust me in that, you know, and um, I'm going to keep working. 
The next question uh, will be from Tony Jones, the Athletic. Uh, Donna Vicky, what what was the, how much work went into you know just your quarantine work to to get to this point? Because you kind of look like a different person, um, kind of a different player, and on a different level than than before before the quarantine. Um, you know, it's, it's it's funny for me. Like you know, I love how do I say this. Um, I love hearing negative things about me. And, you know, as, as you know, Tony, the knock on me has been, you know, inefficient, you know, not a team player, whatever it is. And I pride myself on being a team player. I pride myself on being a playmaker. I said it, I said it a thousand times and I'm going to continue to do that. Um, so just for me, just continue to put the work in. Obviously, 50 is what it is, but I'm more happy that I got seven assists. Um, finding my teammates making the right reads, that's really where I pride myself. And, you know, for me, uh, watching a lot of film over quarantine, you really couldn't go anywhere. So at the end of the day, I'm in my, my basement or in my room watching film for, for hours upon hours um, and just trying to find ways to get better because at the end of the day, most of like these are going to come and I just got to be ready. You know, it's no secret. Uh, last year's playoffs was, wasn't my best and you know, I took that personally. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm just going to trust my work and keep moving forward. Okay, next up, Om Young Mystic from ESPN. Hey, Don, uh, congratulations on the big game. You just talked about all the things that people said about you that fueled you to get to this point, and now you're in, like, rare air. You, you're one of uh, three guys, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, score 50 twice in the same playoff series. What do you think people are saying about you now? Um, honestly, it's, it's the first round. The two guys you named have made it to the finals. Uh, Michael Jordan's obviously the greatest basketball player of all time, so I got a lot of work to do to catch up to those guys. Um, like I said, I said it to uh, the post-game interview with Jared. I'm honored to be in that category, but I'm doing all, all we're doing all this in the first round. Um, we've been here before. Um, we've got to find ways to get to the second round and then it's conference finals and the championship. That's the ultimate goal. Um, at the end of the day, no matter what happens, you know, we want to win the championship. That's where we pride ourselves. And, you know, people are going to say whatever they're going to say. I've gotten to that point, but can't please everybody. So for me, it's just like, how can I help my team win? Uh, tonight it was scoring 50 some nights. It's not some nights. It's finding guys and, you know, for me, just being the best player I can be. Auctions.nba.com, your premier source. For wow. That was nice. That was fun. That was great. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and just cut it. We, we'll, uh, we'll get to Mike Conley hopefully later on in the show if we can. We got some uh, updates to give you for NBA basketball. Uh, Sixers have fired their coach. There's a, you know, a pretty high popularity of who the next one would be. Um, so we'll get to that. And then... Uh, you were just pointing out something about MP Jr. on defense, and it's it's not good if you're Denver. Nope. Nope. They're not a good defensive team, and Michael Porter Jr. epitomizes that. It feels so bad. All right. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press, Eric France and Andre Salveson, 106 on FM and 1390 AM. The fan, thanks for joining us, however and wherever you're doing so. Hope you are having a wonderful Monday. And hopefully Tuesday will be better tomorrow. It will be really good for all of us here in Utah Jazzland. If the Jazz can pull it out and finish off the series against the Nuggets, 129-127 last night, Donovan finishes with 51. He becomes one of only three players in NBA history to finish with two 50-point games. Or better in a is it in a playoff series. Is that right? Am I saying this right? Right. Only two other times has a player scored fifty points or more in a 
playoff series. 57 in game one, 51 last night. By the way, Thunder beat the Rockets 117-114. So what looked like a runaway for the Rockets in this series, now we're in a dogfight with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Boy, Chris Paul is so underrated right now. It is ridiculous. Well, and he's getting a lot of help too. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, yep. Dennis Schroeder has come up big, and the defense by uh, uh, Lugans Dort, who Aggie fans should remember that name. He played for Arizona State and gave uh, the Aggies fits when they played Arizona State in the tournament in Las Vegas. Uh, go ahead. Big, you're just a big physical guard yeah. and really tough to uh, play against, and he's drawn the defensive assignment against James Harden. Milwaukee over Orlando, 121-106 earlier today, so they now lead the series over the Magic three games to one. And Miami right now leads 14-13 early action midway through first quarter. Uh, Miami looking to finish off that series, four games to none, try to get the sweep. L.A. Portland, of course, is a nightcapper tonight on TNT, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Other news and notes around the NBA, Porzingis is likely a game-time decision for Game 5 as the Mavericks and Clippers are tied at two games apiece. And uh, 76ers have fired their coach, Brent Brown, after seven years. Uh, a team that finished had a very extremely disappointing finish to their season. Tyrone Liu looks like a top candidate for that squad. Is it a coaching problem or a player problem, Eric, over there in Philadelphia? I think it's a it's a management problem, to be frankly. Uh, to That's speak a good frankly. point. Um, and uh, Elton Brand has said that he's going to take a long evaluation at the, everything in the executive uh, offices there for Philadelphia. Because, look, it's not Brown who made some bad choices about uh, what trades to make or what players to bring in. Uh, granted, he's had some really good players I mean, they should have had they should have had more successful seasons than they did with the squad that they've had the last couple of years. But uh, the fact that he wasn't able to get that figured out is is a challenge. He'll he'll coach again. He'll get a job. He won't be on the beach very long. No, not at all. And then Toronto Raptors Kyle Lowry has been diagnosed with the left ankle sprain, and his condition will be updated as appropriate before the Raptors get ready for a uh, hopefully closeout game. Actually, for the second round of the series. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Big numbers can be deceiving for NBA players. Sometimes they're great at filling up the stat sheet, but they don't win. And that was a little bit of a criticism of the Mavs' Luka Doncic before this year's playoffs. But I'm not sure anyone's going to say that after yesterday's effort. Playing with a sprained ankle, he totaled 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, as the Mavs erased a 21-point deficit to the Clippers. Then he coldly drained the game-winning three in overtime as time expired. The series now tied it to a piece. It was the kind of shot that announces to the NBA a superstar has arrived. Comparing it to Michael Jordan's famous shot over Craig Elo is premature. But this is very much the beginning for the 21-year-old. His skill set is already incredible and there are places he can improve. Kind of scary where Doncic can take his game and who knows. This might not be about the future. Luke and the Mavs could already be here in a wild Western Conference playoff picture. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.